I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach, and today we have a very interesting conversation. We are going to be talking about parenting, but also what does it mean to be a child. and how to be successful in these things you know there are so many people that we admire but it's also a function of how they grew up what their parents were like and as a result we have a guest with us who's written a fantastic book called the parents i met well join me in welcoming mansi javeri to the podcast mansi i love the idea of this book it's very cool thank you thank you ashton Mansi how did you get into this world like tell us your journey So I've always been one I must say I absolutely love the show Thank you. and especially you know I'm a creature of habits like I truly believe that uh motivation is one part consistency you know motivation can be peaks and lows but you know habits are perennial and they what drive you and for me i've been you know a marketing professional before i started kidstop press i was heading marketing for international brands in india and you know there's something that oprah said that i i must share that life gives you three whispers before they become loud noises in your head and for me the three whispers were having my first child and traveling like 10 kilometers one way not looking up you know literally just being on my phone and i said I have to do something in the digital space. The second was to understand that Indians have a very unique way of parenting. We're a very different species. Our cultural, physical, social landscape is very different, and therefore, you know, everything that's being said about how to parent globally is not applicable to India. And the third one was a backpacking trip with my two and a half year old to the US, all alone, wow. and just going from one place to the other, having no plan. And that's how. kidstoppress.com was born and it's been 10 long years to creating a discovery platform for parents and our vision stays to empower parents to make informed choices we'll never tell you what's right or wrong we'll also but we always believe that it's important for you to know the facts before you make any choice because every child is very unique and every parent is very unique and just respecting that has got us to being a platform that now reaches over 20 million people across different mediums wow i love the idea of there not being any right way or wrong way because Absolutely. there isn't it's there isn't. all a judgment call yes right and the thing that parents say is that as soon as you become a parent the only thing you get is advice 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 beta ye nahi karna chahiye wo karna chahiye aisa banna chahiye aisa nahi banna chahiye and yeah. it is non stop i know parents who just go bananas with the kind of advice that they give and everything that they do is wrong yeah like from a person's point of view so it's it's a fantastic way of thinking about it saying this is the information now you make a choice absolutely so kids stop press happened yeah. then what was the journey that you went on after that you know there have been multiple mediums that we've explored there have been multiple people that we've interviewed multiple experts that we've interviewed and somewhere you know for us it was very important to just stick to the niche and say how does this serve as a parent right that was very important and strangely after having met so many parents so many experts so many people in the space you know i truly believe ashton that i'm a creature of my childhood like i feel there are so many things that happen in our childhood and we are a product of all of that yeah. right like i used to write a diary back in the day from grade 7 and my mom would be like why are you writing who's even going to read this right and you know i was like it doesn't matter if nobody reads it but i still want to write it 
cut to me saying in 2012 2013 that i want to quit a high paying marketing job and saying i want to write a blog right my mom's like are you kidding you're not going back to the grade 7 months you who wanted to write a diary but life does come full circle and you start following your passion soon after right there's a point in time where you know decisions of others can drive you but at some point in time i think your heart takes precedence over the mind and you just have to wait for that moment being fully aware that i'm getting into this not knowing what the results are going to be and that's it right and i remember very distinctly my dad telling me when i started kidstop press i said dad what if i fail and he said a very interesting thing to me that kind of even stays with me today no matter which medium which platform what i do he's like just remember just give it your best but just remember this one line and you know he said it in hindi when he said sabse bada rog hai kya kahenge log just get rid of that and everything else will unfold for you and as that one line has kind of guided me through so many moments so many difficult decisions even now when i'm actually pulling this book out it's literally like you know like my fourth baby I think I have two kids of my own and one is my entrepreneurial venture kids stop press and this is the fourth one I think this has been the toughest push I can imagine right you know we always think like writing the book is easy it's all everything after Listen, that Listen dude you've that, done three you know, in a year I did one in three years Yeah but now I need to give my audience a break everyone keeps asking what's next I was like Listen finish reading yeah. these first yeah. before you keep asking yeah. what's next but You've done a very interesting thing. You've interviewed parents yeah. of highly successful yes. people. What was that journey like? How did you identify the people? Let me tell you that was the toughest part. Because I'll tell you as in every conversation that I've had whether it was, you know, with people I've met at Kidstop Press, whether it was a dinner with friends, whether it was a billboard that I've seen, whether it's parents and students coming up to me and saying, "Listen, I want to do something completely different. My parents want me to do completely different." Whether teachers saying that or educators saying that, you know, we can't somehow comprehend or wrap our heads around what kids want to do today. And this persistent question of you know we're raising 21st century kids are we equipped to do that and i think it came out of a personal evolution action which was i don't think children are wrong we're just following an age old autocratic way of parenting and being parented right between us kids growing up in the 80s and 90s and thereafter there was always a very hierarchical relationship between our parents and us right if parents said this do this if parents said don't do this don't do this we never gave our kids the autonomy we never treated them like equals mm. and i think that somewhere emerged from my style of parenting because i always believed that you know my kids have been the driving forces for everything that i've done in life like i feel like they are my parents and i'm the child right mm. so my point is that i realized that in my own relationship that somewhere just treating them as equals has become such an important part and you know just looking at successful people or i wouldn't even box success but i would say just looking at people who created an impact in the space made me realize that really what does it take to create an outlier right like what did their parents do right right like i hear so many of us saying like i just wish when i become a parent i do half a good job as my parents did and i think i've reached home you'll hear that phrases like a diamond doesn't and i just said that really there must be something 
right? And that really got me to search all the people that are featured in the book today. And like I said, I don't think that this book is about only meant for parents. I think it's meant as much for the youth of today because they don't know how to navigate the tough conversations with their parents as well. I don't know as a parent if I'm ready to today come by and, you know, if my child speaks to me about you know, about being gay or speaks about LGBTQ rights or suddenly comes up to me and says anything about tougher conversations. I know that I can have that conversation because I'm well read. I'm from an industry. I'm more open. I believe in inclusion. But I know that every parent is not equipped for that. And, you know, a very brilliant thing about what we saw in Rocky or Rani, right? Like when, you know, when Ranveer Singh says, Ke humko to yehi hai, so how are you expecting us? You know that when they come back from the dance and that discussion happens between the two, he's like, I'm ready to adapt. So all the parents out there who've never had these tough conversations, they're not wrong. They just haven't been equipped to handle or taught how to handle tougher conversations with kids, right? Or handle conversations of, you know, mom, I don't want to do this. Mm. You know, gaming is an industry. Give me a chance. We've not learned to give chances. And I think that's why every person that that we've kind of handpicked in the book has been an outlier in that sense and tried to answer a question which was probably at the back of every parent's mind and maybe just learning through experiences of those parents of how they handled those yeah. situations would probably equip each one of us to do the same. I think it's such a powerful thing, you know. When we think about kids, we always think about them as like they don't know it. Yeah. Right. The, the default is they don't know. Have you read The Celestine Prophecy? Yes. So in The Celestine Prophecy, there's a little part about kids and growing kids yes. and, and raising them as adults, speak to them like adults, don't talk to them like babies. And I think it's a very powerful idea about it. Like make the kids feel a safe with you and make them yeah. like an adult. It was very interesting that the idea of kids did not exist in human history. Mm. So there were children. Yeah. And then there were smaller adults. Mm. So you never got kids size clothes, for example. It was always called smaller adult clothes. Mm -hmm. So all kids dressed like adults, behaved like adults. It's only during the Industrial Revolution and just before that is when the whole idea of kids became a thing. Yeah. Because child labor and all those kinds of rules started applying to things. So it's quite interesting to see how we think of kids now. And through history, we've never actually thought about it's, them That's really an interesting observation, Ashton. Yeah, because they were always, you grew a child to the point where they could help around the house or they could work in the field. So they were a mini adult all this while. It's just that they didn't have the strength that an adult did. Right. And that's how you started growing your child. So Mansi, tell me about some of the people that you interviewed. And like I said, like give me like seven favorite habits from people that you heard interviewed. So we've we've interviewed people from all different walks of life. There are people in the gaming space. So we've got gaming, tech, we've got Shlok, Trivasta, Tech Burner, and we've got Ujwal, who's a gamer. We've got um, Harsh Jain of Dream Eleven, or we've got uh, Captain Anuj Nair who fought, you know, who martyred in the Kargil War. We've got Captain Shivani Kaldra who flew for Mission Ganga, getting the kids, uh, students back from Ukraine during the war. Or we've got the likes of a Priyanka Chopra, Sushmita Sen, Rujuta Devekar, we've got Sushant Devjikar. We've got really people from all different walks of life. We've got a Karan Bhagat, Mithun Sancheti of Carrot Lane. And you know, actually, this is a very strange question because everybody's asked me, okay, so we've ordered the book, but can you tell us, like, what's that one thing, one thread that you found common? Hmm. But really, I find that there is no one thread in the child except the fact that they were extremely disciplined. Like, disciplined to the extent, ek zid thi. Hmm. You know, there was this zid of 
I'm not giving up. You know what? No matter what, I'm not giving up. Like Shivani had her brother's wedding and she still went for an interview to, you know, for Air India to Delhi, to Bombay, came back, attended brother's wedding. Nobody knows anything till she got her letter and all of that, right? Or And the parents were as Ziddi. And when I say Zid, as in good stubborn, hmm. good stubborn, hmm. right? Like, karna hai, bas karna hai. Like, everything that they did was a product of that that one goal somewhere that they had. Hmm. Or even if it was in Abhishek Lodha, right? Like, who's the founder of the Lodha group. He wanted to build everything at scale and somewhere he built. And today we're seeing what he's produced. And, you know, even if it was just playing with Lego bricks, he would just build lots of tall towers, but build them like at scale, right? Like community. And the other thing that comes out common as one of their habits was, I don't know if it's a habit, but it is about having this unwavering faith in themselves and their parents, right? Like they had the most amazing relationship with their parents. None of it was strained. None of it was, in parts, of course, it would have been strained. But they just learned by... And I can give you this as an example of Hartirat Singh of the Hemkun Foundation, right? The habit or the discipline of seva came from his father. His father has seen so many ups and downs. And habit is Ashton repetition for me. That repetition of seeing his father give, give, give. Even when sometimes life is not abundant, to give even then, right? Those are some of the the habits which have formed out of repetition or sports, right? We've got a PV Sindhu. Like two kids exposed to the same sport. Father did not spare a day in making sure that she practiced. Her sister was just as exposed to the habit, to the sport, but the habit did not do good to her because she didn't form that habit, that discipline that PV had and that changed the entire game, right? So, so I the think the same background, the same platform. Parents woke both the kids up, same thing, 4 a.m., one martyred to the habit and the discipline and one flourished mm-hmm. in that habit and discipline, right? So it completely, you know, ekhi ghar mein, there will be two people who will be like chalk and cheese, mm. You know, the habit of doing it right. Like, I think another thread that comes very common to each one of them is excellence. Each guest, excellence in no matter what you do. Like, I remember this this anecdote that Dr. Madhu Chopra shares that, you know, that was, it was her brother's speech and Priyanka sat all night to, I think he had to write a speech on Jawaharlal Nehru or something. And she sat all night till Siddharth actually learned the speech. The speech was written, he had perfected it, no stone unturned. And that was that discipline, that habit of doing good, 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 good consistently, right? Not giving up. So I feel, I mean, look where she is today. So, you know, like, and parents supporting them in that that foundational years of saying, ha karo, come on, push yourself. You know, like sometimes we want to cocoon them and say, nahi, theek hai, bahut raat hoge, go to sleep or whatever, right? But... They didn't. The parents pushed them just as much as the kids pushed themselves. Amazing. So we had Gabe Yaramilo, who coached 11 number one tennis players. Wow. And you were saying that these kids at the age of four and five would come with a different mindset altogether. And I was asking, what is the secret behind all of these people? And he said, there's only one thing, their routine. They followed their routine to the T every single day. They packed their own bags. Mother didn't have to worry about it. They were there 15 minutes early. Nobody had to force them. And yeah. They would always go back home and practice again in the evening. No one had to t- tell them to do these things. Right. It was the way in which there was that drive. 
plus the way the parents had taught them the language yeah what i mean by this is that he said that i mean martina hingis some one of the people who had come to coach with him first day of coming she comes to him at age of 4 or 5 and says okay so what is the plan today what are we coaching what are we working on the age of 5 who yeah. talks like that yeah. right so i'm saying that it comes from there and comes from the way the parents talk as well at yeah. home Yeah, 100%. Like there's Jemima Rodriguez, mm-hmm. right? The women's cricket player and her parents. She would sit from she was staying in a Mumbai suburb. It was really far. I don't remember. I think Bhaiander or somewhere. And she had to come to Bandra every single day for practice. At the age of 4 or 5, she would sit in the bus with her brother and they would get down at that stop in Bandra alone. because the parents had to be working to support both kids father had become a coach as well to make sure that his kids play well and they were teaching so they could juggle around their schedule so both kids could pick up cricket wow. and his grandfather was actually a sweeper in one of the schools and that's where her father studied and he became so good with his studying that he started a coaching academy so that child at the age of 4 and 5 like you're saying for Martina Hingis that child never complained why am i being missing school i'm going here i'm going there no breaks day in day out and that's what habits are they shape you for life no questions asked you just perform them on autopilot even when you don't feel like doing it you still go ahead and do it i don't know i read this somewhere i'm sure you'll agree you know the last rep of every set Nobody wants to do it. I know it. I work out like every single day. I don't want to do it. I just don't want to do it. I just like there's a conversation that each one of us have with ourselves, right? I can't do this. And then there's a conversation we have with ourselves. I can do it. But that last rep of that last set is what changes everything for each one of us. I think the difference is who doesn't give up in the last set. I think that makes or breaks you. Well said. Having that habit of taking it all the way to the end and a little beyond as well yeah. makes a big difference. All right, we're going to come back to the podcast after a quick break. Welcome back to the Habit Coach podcast. Let's continue. What were some of the most shocking things or what were some of the most aha moments that you went back home and said you had no idea what I learned today about some of the people that you wrote in the book? Like give me like a couple of examples. You know, Ashton, this book has actually taken so much of me because every story, and I'm I hate to say this, but every story has been so so special. But one of the myths that actually got busted for me in this book, and it was actually the one that I was chasing, was does only adversity create success? Right? You know, like we've been taught, bachpan say that you know, kamal sirf kichad me ukta hai. Right? Like it's so like we keep thinking like that, right? And that becomes part of our belief system, and we don't even realize it. And a lot of the conversations that we have today is like, oh, you know, that adversity will create success. But that was actually the biggest myth that got busted for me. So there's a story of a speed painter Vilas Nayak, who's you know been part of India's Got Talent, Asia's Got Talent, done numerous amount of projects across the globe, and. I think his story is part of every Indian household where his parents run a small pan beedi shop on the outskirts of Bangalore they were staying in Bombay and they moved to Bangalore and you know Vilas continued to support his parents his parents wanted him to study because you know only son and they wanted him to work because you know it's a classic Indian middle class family right where 
you can't have a career of your choice because you are not living for yourself but you're living for so many other mouths that you need to feed but you continue to pursue he finished all that he pursued his mba he did mba and i think hr and then when he was done he did it he worked for 2 years and when he actually got an opportunity to pursue speed painting he asked his father dad i've done what i need to do now my passion's calling me and i need to do it and i think that to me is a story of a lot of people in india like we don't have the courage as children i didn't have the courage back then to tell my parents that listen this is what i want to do until you know one fine day like i said the heart takes over the mind and and i was still from an extremely privileged background like my parents were like do what you want to do and you know whatever but his story really felt like a heartland story because 99% of the kids don't have the courage to tell their parents so for me i thought when i wrote vilas's chapter that you know what the drive and hunger comes from that that need to work to prove yourself to create opportunities but then when i wrote harsh jain's chapter right the founder of dream 11 i mean he grew up in abundance but he still had the will i mean he and like you said today's post that i wrote on my instagram which was you know monkey see monkey do right he saw his father work day in day out with many missed annual days or many missed sports days or whatever but he didn't believe that that was time taken away from his upbringing that was time taken to create a foundation for the family right and he still continue i mean what he's built with dream 11 is for everyone to see so one of the myths that actually got busted was on this only adversity create this i think the other one that you know probably would be is about when i met sohani's parents you know who's a mentalist again undying faith in the child right like sohani quit school at in grade 2 i don't know if i have the courage ashton i'll be very honest like so many parents in this book it's it's very hard to say that yes i'm you know people call me a supposedly parenting expert been in the space for 10 years i don't believe i am one because i think anybody who tells you they're an expert you should just run away from them i don't think anybody has mastered the art of parenting but it's it's okay to say that i don't have that much courage or for a mother to send her child to the war front knowing fully aware that there is no guarantee of life i think one of the strongest mothers is the one who sends her child to the war front I don't think I have the courage to do it. I don't know how these mothers, some widows also who send their send the next generation back to war front. I mean just listening to the story of Captain Anuj Nair, it just I felt like an out of body experience for me just meeting his mom who's in a room full of all medals and all the gallantry that they receive. But the chair where her son sits is still empty. What does it take to have that sort of courage? I don't know. So for me every chapter has been exceptional and it still gives me goosebumps to think like what are these parents made of Yeah you put yourself in their shoes and you wonder if you would make the same decisions Absolutely right? like even Sushant's chapter right I remember when I met Sushant Devjikar you know Rani Kohinoor is as Sushant is now called he is such a genuine flamboyant unabashed leader of his tribe right to meet his parents was the most humbling experience and for me an experience to say that you know what you don't choose your child mm. the child chooses you and you are just a facilitator to make this child see the world and to have him you know when you accept your child 
everything falls into place the world falls into place to have that level of acceptance i mean the, his parents accepted him 15 18 years ago right when life was not what it is yeah. to have that level of acceptance then is huge is having some courage and some level of education and evolution in your head that listen you know what i will be to my child what nobody else will be to my child and to me that is what parents are made of all right we're going to come back to the podcast after a quick break welcome back to the habit coach podcast let's continue so apart from the book in kids stop press right like what are some of the things that you've noticed about conversations around parenting you've known this for 10 years how yeah. has the conversation changed over the last 10 years i think one is you know largely a lot of the conversations that used to happen earlier were around discovery or were about you know were all about adaptation the conversations today are conversations that are making us uncomfortable right it is making and and a lot of what we see today on the platform and a lot of what i see on the platform today parenting is getting not very inclusive with the child it's getting very i me myself which is nothing wrong i understand self care but i think we're forgetting that the choice to have a child is yours it's my choice and i've had this child by choice so now everything that unfolds for this child is my responsibility and there's no running away from this responsibility so i do see a lot of things that earlier would be a given being outsourced today a lot of a lot of decisions on assuming that everything is like i said is wrong with the child and i need to discipline the child my child is not listening to me my child has a lot of screen time my child does not have discipline my kids wake up really late my teenager doesn't listen to me or you know we're talking of everything coming early on we're talking of vaping and smoking and our inability as parents to have that conversation uh, because we don't have that time and therefore what can we do to balance that time we substitute it with presence and i see a lot of that happening and i do believe that somewhere we're raising a very consumerist next generation mm. where everything is about what i own versus what i am and that's kind of very scary for me mm. because you know that's there today that's very volatile and that could be there and that could be not there tomorrow so i think that is been a little bit of an evolution that we have seen i've also you know some of the greatest conversations that i've actually had and i think one was with my favorite tennis player which i'm so happy that that interview just like fell into my lap and i was just very very grateful was with tennis star andre agassi mm. and he taught me one of the most important lessons that i've ever learned in parenting which is called rules without relationship will always lead to rebellion which is his story mm. right which is the story of open his biography and for me you know when my daughter was actually going through the teen phase i said you know it just kind of kept playing in my head that you know if i don't build that bridge it'll always seem like a rule yeah. and that's only going to lead to rebellion so how can i sort of make sure that i drive that relationship the rules will follow so i think i think those have been some of the you know some of the interesting pieces that we've 
worked on at Kidstopper. I think there's a very interesting shift that's taking place. And correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm not as connected as you are to parents right now. But um, a lot of parents are having relationships without rules. And I think they are very scared of enforcing rules. So earlier on, the previous generation were enforcers. Yeah. Do this my way. You don't know anything, yeah. etc. This this generation is not looking at enforcing yeah. as much because they're fearful of having those conversations. And I think that again is creating some form of imbalance in the system of of what's coming out. Right? Like there is freedom, parameters of freedom. Freedom needs to have rules in order to feel free. Absolutely. Right? You need to have a jail in order to have a freedom. So like you have to have that balance in which is I think again going a little bit for a toss thoughts. So I agree because I feel like Ashton kids by nature and humans by nature, we like boundaries, right? And when I say boundaries, it is boundaries to empower you, mm. right? And coming to your point on, you know, we're scared to enforce. We're scared because we don't have that relationship, right? We're scared because we believe that we're superior. And therefore, we're scared of the consequence of you know, I said this and what if my child doesn't listen? You know, like somewhere parents are scared to draw the line and say like, okay, if I push too hard, will he have thoughts on suicide or mental health issues or anything of that? We're scared to push because we believe that it can lead to something drastic, right? And the drastic could be anything, Correct. right? And our inability to handle and have that conversation because to me, parenting is if my child is at a crossroad and even if I'm not there, hmm. my voice needs to somewhere play back that this is wrong and this is right. I would choose this. And I mean, the choice is yours, but the difference between right and wrong is very black and white. And these are about foundational things. Okay, these are not about career choices or yeah, anything. Yeah. These are about foundational principled things, principles right? Principles of life. Principles of life. So mm. if, because you're never going to be there for your child always. So it's very important to have that level of conversation. If you don't have that, mm. if you don't have that autonomy in your relationship, it can always prove to be very hard. So for me, it is about having that sort of freedom. And therefore, do you have, I think what every parent needs to reflect on do I have that relationship with my child that I can push them? And when I mean push them as in don't drive them nuts, please, that's really not what I'm saying. But push them to have that ability to take that decision for themselves, right? In like fact, my, that's the key part. That's, the ability that's, to make that's the decision it. themselves. That's it. And the reason why boundaries are important is because, like you said, as human beings, we like boundaries. But why do we like boundaries? Because we like pushing against them. Yeah. Right? We like pushing against the boundary to see what happens yeah. when we start moving it. Yeah. Now, only if there's a boundary can you push it. Absolutely. And the greatest joy that happens for people is the ability to break that boundary and go and explore on your own. Right. If you don't have a boundary, there's nothing to break and that creates this right. vicious cycle. Right. Right. And I think having that... So right now I'm reading an interesting book called Iron John. Have you mm. read, heard mm. of Iron John? So have you heard of Women Who Run With Wolves? Yes. It's a very famous yes. book on... Yes. Yes. Female yes. energy and empowerment yeah. and all of that. This is the male version of that. Okay. So it talks about understanding the wild man and where does the wild man exist? Mm -hmm. At what age does the wild man come out and is suppressed? So for example, every tribal society had a way of initiation of men. Yeah. That means they take the men away from their mothers, mm. breaking away from a boundary, mm. putting them along with another set of men, creating a brotherhood to create that bond that is there, that wild man to come up. None of that is happening in today's day and age. There are no rituals around these yeah. things. I think all of this needs to be tweaked maybe 
see what's happening be a little aware of it Right. because i think all of this part is part of like conscious parenting to to an no, extent no no right? absolutely absolutely and when i say boundaries it's not about limitations mm. it is about again about habits or you know it's about options right and and when i say when you set these sort of boundaries early on or habits early on they stick you know the chances of them sticking to it are much much yeah. early, much higher right like example I was always trained to sleep early and independently and hit the bed by 8:30 that was the norm at home mm-hmm. right my kids do the same and I've kind of cultivated them to sleep early so they are early risers because there's power in the morning Correct. right and it works for me as a parent so I've I've molded them to be that of course I don't know if my teenager still wants to stick by it but by and large again they're creatures of habit so no matter what time they are asleep you know that that 6 am is like a the time that they want to wake up yeah is a time that they want to wake up and then they want to read and then they want to do something else right mm-hmm. so when i say boundaries boundaries are like you've got to otherwise they will never feel empowered and the decision will never be theirs and a lot of parents today struggle with say screen time right a large part of the conversation today is about screens right i mean adam grant talks about it all the time he's like it's the the most dumbing effect that you can have on your child today is just hand them a smartphone and a large part of screens is controlled by boundaries where you where you give them the autonomy that okay after how much time do you want to switch it off they suddenly feel empowered that okay you know i i'm i'm the one who's deciding correct right and that makes all the difference to yeah, them yeah one hour what do you want to watch and remember when i was growing up okay, that was I'm, I'm, i'm talking about 20 minutes ashton's being very lean you know i was one. growing up i had one hour of tv time in a day so what did i want to watch in tv yeah. because there, there were no phones but so. but i have to also confess that i as a parent have no concept of screen time <laughs> because my and, and that's contrary to what i'm saying about boundaries is because i just feel when something is restricted it becomes more desirable okay so that's one thing that we don't sort of have boundaries in mm. of course if they are watching but because we always co-watching something if they are mm. watching something independently yes the boundaries will exist but boundaries never to make it too desirable for them i love it Mansi thank you so much for coming and sharing this I think it's such an important topic because like a parent makes a child and a child makes a parent you can't okay. take out one from the other so I think it's so important to understand what are the habits what are the stories please do pick up the book check it out read it and I think it's going to be a fantastic learning for us as children and as parents thank you thank you so much Ashton how do people get in touch with you how do people connect with you Instagram and linkedin two platforms that i absolutely love and of course you can order the book on amazon it's called the parents i met and my instagram and linkedin id is mansi.saveri amazing thank you thank you thank you so much ashton my pleasure if you like this episode don't forget to hit subscribe also give us a rating it really helps with people discovering the podcast If you like podcasts like this, check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can also watch all the episodes on the Habit Coach Awesome 180 YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, everywhere. You can also reach out to me. I am Ashton Doc at Twitter and Instagram. You can connect with me on my website awesome180.com. You can also check out my two new books, Change Your Habits, Change Your Life, and the second, The Book of Good Habits for Kids. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach.